Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. And the people of God say tonight, amen. amen, amen and amen. You're welcome to the service. Let's be seated. Welcome to our beautiful exchange service tonight. Everyone in here and those who are online, we just want to welcome everyone. Uh, welcome to another beautiful Wednesday evening right here from the city of Lagos. Uh, we're running a series on the triumph of our faith. Our faith has evidence. And so thank you again, North American people, thank you. We know you're at work, you're taking this time out. Uh, thank you for using, utilizing your break period. Uh, I usually get that testimony before I finish preaching. Someone says, oh, I love that message. It has ministered to me. So thank you. If you are on tonight, thank you. Our UK and Asia brethren, Thank you for joining. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So we call this series The Triumph of Faith. And last week, Wednesday, we started by just making that assertion that we can win in crisis. Um, I mean, things are happening around us every day. And so I, I love what Minister Toby said earlier on about the the, the, the conflict between faith and fear. And it's just substantiate my message tonight that in the midst of what is happening, uh, you can see the invisible. We can see that hand. Yeah, we can see it. Uh, a lot of people are offering despair. A lot of people are speaking fear. Uh, the media is not helping. But we can see the hand of him who is invisible in this matter. And I'd like to just encourage our hearts tonight. Uh, I read a couple of scriptures, and then we, we just expand on that. Um, this is the time to uh, let your faith walk. Don't give in to fear. There is a conflict between fear and faith. And it's the same thing. Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. And we shut the door, please. Faith comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. So you feed your, uh, your faith with the word of God. And you can feed your fear also with contrary evidence to the word of God. So God has not left us to ourselves. God has given us victory. And God has given us grace. His grace is sufficient for us. And so in the times that we live in, where nothing seems to be stable anymore, 
We can win in the crisis, the present crisis, by applying or putting our faith to work. So tonight, I will read this in four different translations. I will read the same passage in NKJV first, then NLT, then TPT, then message translation. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. It's a very popular scripture, but I want to take it in context tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. If you have a Bible like mine, you see it's subtitled, Seeing the Invisible. Seeing the Invisible. It said, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our heartward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. It said, for our light affliction, so there is pressure in our world. But from the perspective of faith, the Bible regards it as light affliction. It said, which is for but for a moment. And thank God he's not here to stay. Whatever the challenges of life are, they are not here to stay. It may look difficult at the ongoing time but it, is, it will surely come to pass. Praise God. He said, the Bible says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You don't use, for those of you who speak English very well, I just speak little. You don't use that same word, far more exceeding, far more exceeding. Uh, I mean, the Wallachian Yinka of this world will correct you if you speak like that to them. But he says, this thing, whatever it is, is cooking something for us. Something far more. Let's get back to verse 17. Something far more. Far more. And he said, and a far more exceeding and eternal word of glory. Verse 18 says, what does verse 18 say? Why we do not look. So we are looking, actually, we are looking. We are looking at the Naira Fall, isn't it? We are looking, it's moving from 950 to 1,000, from 1,000 to 2,000. I just want to check how your faith is. <laughs> so it's 1250 now, isn't it? For Pan Stalin. Yeah, Pan Stalin is 1250. So this one is 1,150. You don't have to calculate it. I'm just giving you a scenario. So, why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. You know, when we read this particular couple of scripture, this particular three verses, it says, I mean, for most of us, because we read NKJV, the, the moment we are reading, our heartward man is perishing. We don't really digest it. Let's read it in other uh, translation. They throw more light onto it. NLT, that's from that verse 16, all through to 18. NLT said, that is why we never give up. I love that. We are not believers who give up. Though our bodies are dying, in other words, we are aging, but our spirits are being renewed every day. Verse 17. 
He said, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. So, in the context of God's omnipotence, whatever challenges you and I are faced with, the Bible says from God's perspective, it says they are small and won't last very long. He said, that small and won't last very long, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them. A glory. When you talk about that glory, it means cover. It means what makes God God? His wealth, his integrity. He said his glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse 18. He says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Let's go to TPT of that same 16 to 18. He says, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is, re is being renewed every single day. Verse 17, please let's be quick tonight. He said, we view our slight, I love that, slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal weight glory far beyond all comparison. He said, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So faith is unseen. Faith is unseen. For what is seen is temporal, but the unseen realm is what? Eternal. The last translation, message, 16 to 18. Said so there is far. So, we are not giving up. How could we? You know, it's not a question mark. It's an exclamation, a statement of fire. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks that things are falling apart on us. Yet on the inside, we got, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These are times, are small potatoes. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Uh -huh. Small potatoes. Small potatoes. Compare for the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. Verse 18. There is, there's far more here than meets the high. The things we see now are here today. Gone tomorrow. But the things we can see now will last forever. You know, a lot of believers today, they are confused about the subject of faith. A lot of people believe that once you are a believer in Christ, it's an end to crisis of life. No, things happen to us every day because the world is broken, the world is falling. The sin nature has depreciated almost everything around us. I mean, man, in his, in his, even after man sinned, hmm? With the Zoe, the life of God, man still lived 900 and something years. 800 and something years. And you can see how things have depreciated to the fact that we now just box ourselves within the context of life expectancy. So things have really depreciated. And so for us who are people of faith, our faith, I believe, thrives in the midst of this depravity. 
our faith built in us a strength of character. Our faith built in us the capacity to see things from God's perspective. A lot of the times we give up. A lot of the times we just cave in under the pressure. A lot of the time there is that tendency to follow the trend, to follow the popular opinion. A lot of the time there is that tendency for us to begin to doubt what the word of God says. A lot of the times believers do look for alternatives. And they, I mean, some people even quote at us, they say, heaven help those who help themselves. There is no place that is in the scripture. But what am I saying tonight? I'm just bringing this word as of encouragement to say to you that in the midst of whatever life crisis, we have the triumph of faith. Praise God. Uh, PG gave me a scripture before I came into the service. Let me read the scripture to you. Isaiah Chapter 8, Isaiah chapter 8, Isaiah chapter 8. I read from, um, the, 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 from verse 16, and I read from the message translation. Isaiah chapter 8, from verse 19. So, this is it. I want you to look up. You look at the board. He said, when people tell you, try out the fortune tellers. Consult the spiritualist. Why not tap into the spirit world? Get in touch with the dead. Let's read. These are things that people do as alternative to their faith. He said, tell them, no, we are going to study the scriptures. He said, people who try the other ways get nowhere. A dead hand. At the end of the day, they are frustrated and vamished. They try one thing after the other. When nothing works, works out, they get angry. Have you seen people who says, I'm not coming to church again? Have you seen people says, who says, ah, all those things, message on patience, when is God going to answer me? Have you seen programs say, God answer me now, 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 now? No. He said, they try one thing after the other. When nothing works out, they get angry, cousin, force this God, and then that one, looking this way and that, up and down and sideways and seeing nothing. What's the last verse? That's all. So, there is no alternative. I say it under God tonight. Any faith that promises you alternative is not the God kind of faith. Any faith that promises you that it must be now or never is not God kind of faith. Because even in the natural thing, we see the law of process. Depending on what you want. Even in agriculture, for example, there are some things they call the food crops. I mean, one of the food crops is maize. The farmer has an expectation that if they put those seedlings into the green soil, after 90 days, they reap an harvest. But all that category of the crops, they call some cash crop. And cocoa is one of them. Those cash crops, palm oil is on a palm kernel, palm, palm tree is another one. Palm tree, every aspect, every aspect of palm tree is useful. And it's for life. Cocoa is for life. As long as you keep on to the principle, you apply herbicides at the right time, you clear it out at the initial thing, once it starts to produce its fruit, it is 
predictable, it is yearly, and it is for life. I think our faith should just rest that way, rather than a calm, a mess that is just 90 days. Jesus says something to us in Luke chapter 6. He says, I will compare the life of this faith as for two people. The two people were actually building. But the difference, number one, the material they were using to build, where they were building on. So, someone built on the sand. Everybody celebrated what they were building. The other person built on the solid rock. Everybody also celebrated. But there comes a time. The rain descended. Troubles, problems, challenges, storms of life. The rain descended. The flood came. But the one who built on the sand was easily, that house was easily swept away. But the ones who built on the rock, they had the house stood still. The question is, in our faith walk, we must learn to build on eternal materials. Are we going to get challenges in life? Yes. Are things going to work every time? Probably no. But like Paul says, in all these things, we are more than conqueror. So tonight, I just want to encourage, let us in our faith walk. Faith is not a ticket to utopia. In other words, once you embrace Jesus, that's the end to all your life problems. No. There are times that, you see, I will show you from the scripture tonight. There are times that we go through challenges. Not because God hates us, but because the world must be tried. The world must build character in us. The ability to stay firm in the midst of problems and challenges, that is the God kind of faith. So what am I saying? We must all develop the right perspective through crisis. We can win in crisis of life when we choose to see the hand of the invisible one. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, it's a story that has captured our hearts. And you know, when you read these stories, whether it's in the Old Testament, whether it's in the New Testament, because they were things the patriarch went through, at least for the Old Testament patriarch, they didn't even have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. So we, as the New Testament believer, we are at a better pedestal. They didn't have, but yet they trusted God, and God came through for them. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. Yeah, that's, that's it. I just need to get you. So, we see the story in 1 Samuel 17, the story that we all knew from Sunday school, David and Goliath. But we saw that in that story, Goliath represented or represent a giant. It challenged the whole nation. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11, which is the first thing I want to talk about tonight, that in our faith walk, will we be confronted with fear? Can you see how Toby helped me preach that message? There is something that will usually come to every one of us, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your family, as you walk with the Lord in the light of his war, there will be a time that fear will come to challenge what you believe. So, a giant challenged the whole nation. That giant named Goliath. And Goliath represents what looks like a problem, insurmountable problem. 
So sometimes, I mean, Goliath represents the Philistines, which may represent the devil and his cohort. I'm just using it as a type tonight. So sometimes, and most of the time, fear will come. You have received the prophetic word concerning your business. You have received the prophetic word concerning how this nation will yield increase unto you. You have received the prophetic word concerning your family. And then all of a sudden, life hits. You look at verse 11. It says, when Saul and all Israel had these words. So that means the prophetic word, you will hear contrary words. The prophetic word, you will hear things that demoralizes your heart. The prophetic word, you will have things that looks like real thing, but it is not it. And that's what fear represents. I mean, it's been, I mean, in this Christian circle, we've, they, they, we, we use that word, acronym, false evidence appearing real. So, it's an evidence. Faith, you can't readily see it. They look like mere word. Fear too, they are thoughts. They are things that come to every one of us. Whether you are finished praying, fear can eat. If you entertain it, it brings demoralization in your heart. It demoralizes. It brings discouragement. Especially if you've been asking and waiting on the Lord for just one thing. And sometimes it's as if God didn't hear you. Sometimes it's as if, like we use the word in Christian Savile, cult, the heaven is closed. Maybe I don't know whether there's something like that. It's as if every of your prayer can go beyond the ceiling. It's as if you've done all that you need to do, yet the problem persists. Sometimes... We combine it with prayer. We combine it with fasting. We combine it with separation. And yet the problem may exist. Discouragement is a tool used by the enemies to shift our focus from faith. Every word of God is true. Every word of God is pure. Every word of God is designed to inspire faith in our heart. In Romans 10, 17, let's read. Romans 10, 17. So fear is the counterfeit of faith. The same way you have faith, you are inspired to see the hand of God, is the same way the devil can use fear to bring discouragement to your, our heart. In Romans 10, 17, he says, So then, Faith comes. That's the only way it comes. By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you don't hear the word once and say that you are made. Mm -mm. You keep hearing it. You keep reminding yourself about it. God is faithful. You keep hearing scriptures that talks about God's faithfulness. God is good. You keep hearing scriptures that talk about God's goodness. God is is full of love, compassion. You keep hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, God has spoken to you about your business. What has he said? Which scripture? You keep hearing that scripture. 
You keep hearing. There, there, there is a friend of mine. The, the slogan for his business is Psalm 48. This God shall be our God and shall be our guide even unto the time of death. So when they are faced with situation and crisis in the company, that's what they remind God with. You have said that you will be our God. And they recall the testimonies. You have led us through this. You have led us through this. And we know that you are committed to take us through this. Can I have an amen tonight? That's the way these things work. That's the work of faith. But if we don't, fear can set in. How many of us know what fear does? It paralyzes. If you don't like dogs like me, if you are walking through, and that's what the Bible says in Psalm 23, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we, we fear no evil. But if you don't like dogs and you are walking through a lone place, and all of a sudden you just come, you are confronted with a dog, what happens? You stop. You are frozen. You are looking at, your head begins to calculate, especially if you have seen the pictures of dogs before. You know this kind that you are faced with. And dogs, the way God created them, they can sense fear. But what does faith do? Faith comes by hearing. Faith builds confidence. What does faith do? Faith reminds you of 2 Timothy 1.7. And we read it. 2 Timothy 1 7. I, I, don't want to, I don't want to just quote. Let me just use my few scriptures. And you see it because that's also what. It's that God has spoken once, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. So you hear it with your outer hair. You also hear it in your inner hair. That's what builds faith in your heart. He said, For God has not done what? Can we read together? One, two, three, go. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So you have power, you have love, you have sound mind. You can make decisions. You can make decisions. You can make decisions because when fear is dealt with with the spirit of faith, what goes on, what is activated is power. You are perfected in God's love and then you have a sound mind to make the decision. If you break the hold of fear, even if the dog charges towards you, you can say, stop! And dog hears. They can know that, mm -mm, this person is not giving to fear anymore. Can I give you a scripture? On, on not fearing dog? It said, none of, it said, no dog shall whack his teeth against an Israelite. It's there. That's my scripture. Even though I don't like dogs, but that's the thing. I charge back. It said, it said no dog, no dog, no dog shall lift up his, his voice against an Israelite. So he must sense that I'm bold. He said, what's the, I said, shut up! And if you see the, I quote that scripture. And it's a matter of time. Praise God. How do you know you conquer a dog? They wag their tails like that. You know you have conquered them. Praise God. I'm just giving you, I mean, Exodus 11, 7. Can you see it? Are you free now from the fear of dog? But against none of the children of his flesh, a dog move its tongue against man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and the Israel. 
or the, yeah, Egyptian and Israel. So fear, fake evidence appearing real. I'm saying that to you tonight. Fear is a counterfeit of faith. We live in a time that people's heart is failing them. We live in a time like because of the economic situation globally, fear are setting, discouragement are setting. I've started seeing things on TikTok. Don't come to Canada, don't come to uh, London. It is another form of slavery. So I'm saying to myself, okay, so people are coming to towns with, with certain things that it is not by location. It is by where the faith, your faith in God has placed you. Can I have an amen tonight? So whether you are in Nigeria or you are in Burkina Faso or you are in Canada, that just has to live by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. Second Timothy 1 7 said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. First John 4 18. Let's read together. First John 4 18. First John 4 18. Said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love, which is the God kind of love. It casts out or it dispels fear because fear involves torment. So when we are fearful, there it demoralizes us. When we are fearful, there is discouragement set in. When we are fearful, we cannot see the things of God anymore. We begin to focus on those things which are temporal. But the Bible says for us to walk in faith, we must focus on those things that are eternal. Tonight, by the word of the Lord, there may be crises around you as we speak. Crisis in family, crisis in business, crisis in your health, crisis in financial situation. The word of the Lord to you tonight is that you cannot give up now. You cannot. In Matthew chapter 4, the Bible talks about the tempter coming to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And Jesus says something in verse 4, or Matthew 4, 4. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Somewhere in Isaiah, he says, I will fill my mouth with argument. I will know how to answer and I will be justified. We need to dwell on the word of God. In this time, more than ever before, we need to increase our intake of the word. That's the only saving grace. That's the only saving grace. He answered. He didn't say that, oh, I want to turn. So it's not by logic. It's not by experience. It's by the word of God. Faith is not, it's not by logic. Faith is the word of God standing on what God's word says in the face of challenging moments. And that is tough for everybody. But we need to stand. Haven't done all to stand. That's what Paul told the Ephesians believer. He said, stand. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10. And the power of his might, be strong in the Lord. Fear we want to come for 40 days. That was what Goliath did. For a whole army, their commander, everybody was in hiding. So, that takes me to my second point tonight. 
Number one thing that the enemy used is fear. The second one is similar unending problems. Similar unending problems. Sometimes we are faced with that in our personal lives. It's as if when is problem going to end? Sometimes it feels like from one issue to another. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17 verse 16, Goliath harassed Israel nonstop, 40 days, 40 days a night. And he said, and the Philistine drew near and presented himself, that's Goliath, 40 days, morning and evening. You know, we have coined some words, even in, around us, you hear, Wahala, no, they finish. So, 40 may look like that thing. It's, it's a number that represents so many things. New beginnings. But it also represents trials. Israel, 40 years in the wilderness. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 summarize their experience. Jesus, 40 days, 49. And after 40 days, 49, you, 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 you will think that everything will just run smooth. The tempter still came. So, Sometimes seemingly unending problems and issues. I said something on Sunday and I'm going to repeat myself. You know, sometimes the people who don't understand how faith works, when someone has persistent problems like that, they will begin to say that he, ha he or she has sin in their lives. No, 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 no. Even the job that a lot of people make reference to, Job did not sin. In fact, Job was so afraid that he used to do um, sacrifice in advance. He used to even, like some of us, you've had that thing. Uh, they ask you to pray for sins of commission and omission. No. Job was so afraid. And that was the problem. Fear. Job 3.25. That was the beginning of the problem. He allowed fear. And when fear sat... Fear was able to demoralize him. Fear was able to, to discourage him to the point that he felt like cursing God. So we must come to that point. When something like that happens, don't just take your mind and say, oh, it's, some people say, I mean, I've had this. I've had this. People have said, they have condemned themselves. They say, oh, God is replaying or is rewarding them for their many, many sins that they have committed. No. No. He loves us. And at the end of the day, you see the testimony of Job. Job was able. I mean, God used Job to younger. I don't know how to put that word in English language. Younger is younger. Yeah, brag. Because at the end of the day, he didn't give up on his faith. He was able to pull through. Even when he was saying something that doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense to his wife, doesn't make sense to his friends, he was able to still be consistent. And by the, job, by the time Job broke loose, he said, Job 19.25, I know my Redeemer liveth. It doesn't matter even what these symptoms are all about. I know that he, he lives and he will stand on the latter days. So, please, let's have a different perspective. Crisis we hit in life, but we have triumph in our faith. We have triumph in our faith. We have triumph in our faith. 
We have to have in our faith. I mean, I've been at cycles where people lose their loved one, and some ignoramus people will say, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They caught Job out of contest. No. Every good and perfect gift eh, comes from God. Is the father of life. In him there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. So when things happen, we must put it in proper perspective. So Goliath harassed a whole nation. Not just a whole nation. They have been represented the nation. So there are things that represent God in our lives. His word, his promises, I mean the believer's company, and sometimes life hits and wants to challenge those very things. But we must stand firm in our faith. Why those things linger, please, tonight, I beg of you, by the name that is above every other name. Crisis that seem unending, what do you do? Four things. Number one, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I understand uh, that, that the bulldog, the way he's, he's, he's made, hmm? If he sees a bone, his face, the way it's made, so he can breathe and still hold on to that bone. It won't let go. So don't give up. Don't give up. That's one. Two, don't develop coping mechanism to accommodate problems. Don't. Don't. Some people say, oh, uh, we just leave you here. We develop. Mm-mm. 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 Don't develop coping mechanism. If, I mean, coping mechanism, the word of God breakthrough. He said, is not my world. Is it, does it not break through crisis? He said, so shall my world. I mean, that was what we were learning this morning at the prayer meeting. So shall my world. So shall my world. So shall my world. Once it gets out of my mouth, it will accomplish the purpose. So please, number one, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Then secondly, don't develop coping mechanism to accommodate problems. Thirdly, don't condition your mind or tag, your, tag yourself to that problem. Don't condition your mind. Sometimes they say, oh, we are the poor people. Sometimes they say, this is my migraine. Or sometimes we say, this is my high blood pressure. Or sometimes they say, this is my family problems. There's nothing I can do. No, don't condition your mind and feel helpless. Don't. Don't tag yourself. It's not your migraine. And fourthly, because I know that that's an area of crisis, don't live with sickness. Don't. Don't take it in. And you know, you know, specifically as I prepare this, the Holy Spirit asked me to share these scriptures with you. If you are living with any symptoms of sickness, please, it's time to lay the acts of God's word on the root of that sickness. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. That's not giving up. You are quoting it in the face of symptoms, in the face of physical symptoms of your body. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Matthew 8, 17. Matthew 8, 17. Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 2.24, Hebrews 13.8, 1 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isaiah 48 says, the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but the word of our God will abide forever. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He healed yesterday, is healing today, and if he tarries in his coming, he will heal tomorrow. He can heal your family. He can heal your business. He can heal your family. He can heal that business. He can heal that career path. He can restore. He can restore whatever the enemy have tried to steal in your life. God can restore. He restored for Job. Because a lot of people, they read the story of Job as if those problems were the things that persisted in the life of Job. The Bible talks about Job. His fortune was turned around. That's not only the hand. And the Bible says everything was restored unto him in folds, multiple folds. So don't leave. With, don't give up. Don't develop coping mechanisms to accommodate problems. Don't condition your mind to tack yourself around that whatever similar crisis around you. Don't live with sickness. It specifically asked me to tell someone here tonight or watching online, don't live with sickness. God doesn't teach you uh, lessons with sickness. Uh, God wants you whole. God wants you whole. God wants you well. God is not glorified in you having pain. Don't live with that. I don't know who you are, but that's the word of the Lord to us tonight. Please understand. Every crisis has an expiration. Every crisis. Every, every crisis of life. Every crisis of life. It has an expiration date. In Psalm 30 verses 5 and 6. You say, how do I know that? Psalm 30 verses 5 and 6. Psalm 30 verses 5 and 6. Psalm 30, verses 5 and 6. It said, for his hunger, even if you feel God is hungry with you. Even if you feel that way. Or you are convinced that way. But I don't even feel that way. But he says, for his anger is for but a moment. David wrote this as a New Testament saying. He did not understand the full package of God's message, compassion. He said, his anger is for but a moment. His favor is for what? Life. So it means his favor swallows up his hunger forever. He said, weeping may endure. So he has expiration day. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, joy, joy comes in the morning. And the testimony that we follow says, now in my prosperity, now in my wellness, now in my restoration, I shall never be moved. First Corinthians 10, 12. How do I know that every crisis has expiration date? First Corinthians 10, 12. He said, therefore, let him who thinks he stands, takes he, lets he fall. Verse 13. He said, no temptation, no temptation that has overtaken you, except such is, as is common to men. But God, but God, but God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able, 
But even with the temptation, it will also make the way of escape that we will be able to pull through it. Can I have a beautiful amen tonight? So temptation, trials, crisis should not stop us from obtaining all that has been apprehended for us in Christ Jesus. Temptations, trials, crises should not stop us from obtaining all that has been apprehended for us in Christ Jesus. You know how I know that? Let's do Romans 8. We read a couple of scripture in closing tonight. Romans chapter 8. First, let's do verse 18. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. What does Paul say? One, two, three, go. For I consider, that's the language of faith. I consider, I will not be giving him to fear. For I consider what the physical evidences are looking like, they look like sufferings. But I consider that the suffering of this present time or time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 28 of that same Romans 8. We know. That's the language of faith. We know. That's why we are not looking at the things which are seen. We know better. Yeah, we know better. We know better. We know that crisis has expiration date. We know. We know. I met a lady over this last weekend. I was in a space. She said she got divorced 21 years ago. But God has rebuilt her life. She has a ministry. She said that even right now, she has online commitment from 18 countries of the world. People join into just giving hope. You know, somebody in certain space, when you are divorced, they think, people think that that's the end. But he's actually with God. It's a new beginning. Ah, you are not saying amen. amen. I, I know. I know religious people will fight me on that. But the truth, let's see, we know all things. All things. Those crises of life, God used them. He uses them and fashion them to work for our good. I'm not afraid. Whoever, whoever is afraid, let him, let him go. I'm not afraid to confront it. I just have to say that. Divorce is not the end. It's actually a new beginning. All you just have to do is to just look up to God for healing. And he can give you a brand new life. And he can give you a ministry that will touch the whole world in Jesus' name. So be, be encouraged. All things work together for your good. All things. Because you love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 31 of that Romans 8. 31. What shall we say to these things? What shall we say? So, crisis is real. Life challenges are real. Challenges every day. He said, but what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. 
That's the consolation. He said, He who did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things, not some things. All things, all things. And verse 37, which is the concluding word tonight, verse 37. Yet, in all these things, yet, in some of these things, in one third of these things, three quarters of these things, all, all, all means what? All means what? Our brokenness, our successes, all, in all these things, we are more. We are not just conqueror. We are more. 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 We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Do you have your shouting clothes on tonight? Ah, wait, 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 wait. First John 5, 4. Just get ready. Get ready to rejoice. Can we all stand and read that together? First John 5, 4. Can we stand and read it together? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just speak in other tongues for some few seconds before we read it? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Glory be to your name. Yes, Lord, no matter what our, your people are facing tonight as life challenges, we know, we know, we know, we know that in all these things we are more than conqueror. Thank you for strength for everyone, everyone in this room, everyone online. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strength in our inner man. Thank you for strength in our inner man. Thank you, Lord, for restoration. Yes, Lord, we are alive as caused brokenness. Thank you for restoration. We are alive as cross brokenness. Thank you for a new beginning. We are alive as cross brokenness. Thank you for perspective, new perspective. We will not be burdened with fear. We will not be discouraged. We will not be crippled with fear. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you for strength, strength in our family, strength in our businesses, strength in our work with you. There is no alternative for us. Yes, Lord, there is no alternative for us. This God is our God. He will be our guide even to the end. There is no spirituality outside the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, we won't try anything in the so-called spirit realm outside it's not an horoscope it's not in telescope but it is the power of god it's in the word of god thank you heavenly father we give you praise we give you glory thank you for strength we give you praise can you read with me tonight first john 5 4 And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Just go ahead and celebrate tonight. Give him praise. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos.
us. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousengine.org for more.